Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for stopping by the channel tonight this is your aew dynamite grand slam post show for september 20th 2023 i'm your host jd from new york as always coming to you from the ots beer garden thank you guys so very much for joining me on your wednesday evenings wherever you may be joined by my very good friend and co-host on Wednesday nights, Jesse the Shy Town Smart. What is going on, man? Not much, bro. How you feel, man? I feel good, man. I can actually hear out of my right ear now after going to the doctor yesterday. The doctor jizz in your ear, bro. What happened, man? I don't know, man. I got uh, I got the c word, and then I got ill, and then I had uh, stuff in my ear, and then they they uh, did what they did, and now I'm all good to go. You get to see you. You got you got COVID, man. Maybe. I don't know. Is that what they're calling it nowadays, bro? I don't I don't know. Just, no, man. Don't it's, worry, it's, it's man. It's not the don't flu worry. anymore. How many people get the flu nowadays, man? Zero? Don't worry. It's a it's a it's a it's a much more mutated version. Ah, be fine, okay, bro. yeah. Mutation, man. Why don't you mutate yourself into a fucking actual podcaster, man? You geek. Hey, I'm about to find myself a real <laughs> podcaster to hang with. 
you know? I mean, listen, man. Yeah, listen, man. I, How about listen. if I called fucking Charles Mason up here right about now? How listen, about that? You, you could do that, man. Mason's not going to have a jaw in a couple of weeks. You could go, you could go call man, him up. You better hope Grandpa can save your ass, man. Well, I don't know. Murder Grandpa, man. Yes, Charles Mason punched me in the face. Thank you guys yeah. for uh, all the support. Bro, you know, I had people online. Uh, in, in Mason's thread, oh yeah, you know, I wish I could do that to JD. Mason did everything that we wish we could do. He, you know, I'm like, guys, guys, it's uh, it's a pro wrestling angle, man. Take it easy. You it's know? real. Someone it's real. Oh my god, JD was really punched. Jesus, come on, man. Shout out to Charles Mason, man. I don't know why Charles Mason isn't signed anyway. He's fucking great. But we will talk about that later. Um, tonight, man, dynamite. Grand Slam, uh, I said it while driving the Stang to the venue, man. This is probably the best Dynamite this summer. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the best Dynamite ever. Uh, not everything could be the best ever. But as far as Dynamites this summer, man, I think AEW saved the best for last. This was a tremendous show. Very straightforward, great wrestling, told stories, great main event, live, energetic crowd in New York City. Great show. It was, man. I mean, it, all, all, all of the segments hit tonight. All yeah. of them. I mean, the segments that are traditionally just bad and bad spots, they they hit. Everything hit um in on full cylinders tonight and love it. Um it was a little bittersweet in a couple of moments. I'm sure we'll get into it. Yeah. But outside of that, man, can't complain. No, uh the only thing I would say, man, I was looking forward to, and I know Tony Khan usually has uh shit lined up in his back pocket. He's uh someone that saves you know, a surprise here or a surprise there for one of these bigger shows. And we got Soraya last year debuting with the company. I was actually surprised, man. No no returns, no no newcomers, no new signings tonight, no surprises tonight for AEW. Were you, were you a little shocked by that tonight? No, man, that can't happen. You can't get a debut for every big show. I mean, I think we've, you know, worked ourselves into a shoot there. I mean, it, I mean, it's not like we're guaranteed a debut on a big show. I mean, you can have a big show, a big headliner show, and be great with no debuts. I know I saw people out there predicting Mercedes. I saw some hey, listen, idiots man, can, out can, there can, predicting can, I mean, can, Edge. Can, can you blame us about Mercedes, man? We're excited about Mercedes. I'm not talking about Benz either. I'm talking about Monet. Bro, right? there, is, there was no reason for us to believe that she was going to be here tonight, other than us just wanting her to be there. There was no, like, hints. There was no, I mean, there was no reason to think she was going to be there anymore this week than last week. All right? Why so, are you going to be mean, a Debbie Downer, bro? Really? It just, we don't. I mean, we, oh, what if we get Mercedes? Relax. We're going to get You don't want Mercedes on TV, bro. I don't understand We you. will get Mercedes when we get Mercedes, no one knows when we'll get Mercedes, but TK and fucking Mercedes, bro. Relax. All right. All right. I was just, ju it was just a question. This guy's going off on me. People are all over Twitter. What, a, what if we get Mercedes and Edge? Edge is not. First of all, Edge, is still, Edge, Edge is still contracted. Edge is still contracted to uh, double, double E. Okay. He can't, he can't do nothing. He can't, he can't do nothing right now. His contract, he even said his contract, I don't even know if we can believe him because he's a fibber, but his contract supposedly is up at the end of the month. This is not the end of the month right now. We got 10 days to that go. That didn't stop people from speculating that he was going to be there. I mean, just... Yeah, listen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I was actually uh, looking forward to maybe a, a small surprise or, or, or uh, a debut of sorts. We didn't get nothing. 
uh, tonight on the show. But it did not take away from my enjoyment of the show at all. Uh, I thought this was a fantastic show up and down. We will go over our uh, best moments tonight here on the podcast. Uh, Tremendous main event with MJF and Samoa Joe. I thought they worked incredibly well together. And I love the throwback with MJF doing the Breath of Hitman Heart, wearing the shirt tonight. Breath of Hitman Heart, new generation vignette where he uh, has the little kid yell down the hallway, Yo, Brett! And then he walks over and gives his glasses to the kid, and Brett doesn't say anything. He walks away, and he does the kid a solid. MJF did the same thing. He hands the kid his scarf, and he whispers in his ear. He walks away smiling, and then the kid looks up at his dad. Dad, I'm adopted! (laughs) I mean, of course. So good. Of of course, we have to go there. I mean, it was tremendous. I love the throwback. Uh, Bret Hart is on my Mount Rushmore. I don't give a shit what anybody says. One of the greatest ever. Maybe the greatest ever. Uh, But uh, I love the little subtle throwbacks to that. We got another throwback with Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. They basically took what Jericho and Shawn Michaels did at WrestleMania 19, where Sammy tonight played Jericho in that match against HBK and turned on Jericho. We'll talk about that as well. That actually took me by surprise because here I thought we were going to get a very straightforward match, competitive match. They're going to go into the tag team division, win those tag team titles potentially, and then uh, have Les Sex Gods run the division for a little bit. We didn't get any of that. Sammy Guevara, Jesse, joined the Don Callis family. I don't know what anybody's thinking about that, but I'm looking at this as a fucking great move for Mr. Guevara. Yeah, I'm very happy about that one. I, I didn't like the the attempt at going babyface. I thought it was forced. I really did. Um, no one was really in a position to want to cheer Sammy simply because he's, you know, about to have a baby. You know, we're, we're all, you know, proud and happy for him and, and, and Tay and everything else. But as far as character goes... It just we just weren't ready for it. I mean, so to, to try to force it, it just didn't feel right. And I thought that they were going to go the route of Jericho trying to get him over as a baby face, but instead, I think they took the smarter route, kept him heel, which is what he's better at anyway. And in due time, Sammy will earn his genuine baby face cheers when this heel run is over. Is Jericho going to be a baby face though? Is Jericho going to come off to the fans as a babyface in this run against Sammy and Don Callis? Jericho's, because first off, anybody going against Don Callis is going to be an automatic babyface. Don yeah. Callis draws nuclear heat. Yeah. Um, second off, Jericho can can play heel or babyface equally as well, so it doesn't really matter what, what Jericho does. I like this move. I think this is going to get Sammy, uh, you know, and the foundation of what Guevara wants to be, uh, you know, built as solid. He's on finally on solid footing, uh, and it's not going to be forced because Don Callis is going to get all the heat, and Sammy's just going to fucking have that bounce right to to him in, in his direction. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and I really like the fact that Don Callis is basically enlisting everybody that once was very close to Chris Jericho and calling them his family now. I really like that. They're, they're all basically turning their back on Jericho. And Jericho, I don't know what's going to happen there and who he's going to have backing him or if he's going to go into this alone. But I like where this is going. And we have uh, Don Callis basically wrecking havoc over Chris Jericho's life on AEW Dynamite. Good stuff. 
Uh, and we will go over the John Moxley injury scare. I don't know what it is with AEW dropping everybody on their fucking head or on the apron, but, I mean, Jesus Christ, let's calm that shit down, man. John Moxley uh, and AEW right now can, can ill afford to lose John Moxley, and thankfully he walked out on his own volition at the end of the match, according to sources and wrestle votes on Twitter. Uh, basically said that after the match, he was backstage in his trailer. Tony Khan was there checking on him. He had medical staff checking on him. He was concussed. And it happened, I believe, when Phoenix dove off the top rope when Moxley was stretched out on the on the uh, barricade, a la RVD, when RVD used to do that spinning leg drop. But this time, Phoenix jumped off the top rope. Moxley just came crashing down on his head on the concrete. So, And, and before that, I mean... <laughs> The entrance ramp as well. There was a spot on the entrance ramp where, where his head bounced off the entrance ramp. I don't know why we're dropping yeah. people on their fucking heads. I think he was concussed then, and that yeah, spot see, where Phoenix jumped off the top rope made it worse. Yeah, see, it's right right now. It it, it is definitely looking like it was a concussion. Yeah, but but the the thing that no one is sure of is when it happened because it was the spot off of the ramp in the very beginning where it looked like he was just selling yeah. very well, but um, he could have been concussed then. Um, I thought the the leg drop from the top, I thought that spot was uh, fine. Um, I didn't see any real impact there. I didn't go back and look either. But then everyone is trying to show like slow-mo replays of um, one of the power drivers, you know, and I, I I thought he was hurt on the on the ramp jump myself. Um, it looked to me like he was hurt there, and someone called the audible, and somehow Rick Knox forgot or no one told him. Yeah, well, because uh, he he has the fucking earpiece. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into the whole Rick Knox situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a uh, a call to action here myself for for AEW to really kind of switch things up when it comes to their referees. I know WWE tends to and Vince McMahon, you know, fuck Vince McMahon, but. You know, Vince McMahon had it right when a referee, you know, and he's in there officiating the match and something doesn't go according to what the script says and he needs to improvise. You call the match as a shoot. So that's what Vince McMahon has the referees do no matter what the outcome is. If someone's injured, you call it as a shoot. Stop trying to get to the outcome when physically someone is incapacitated and might not be able to do that. Rick Knox, Jesse, at the end of that first pile driver should have counted three. He should have counted three. Well, well, here, here's here's the thing, and and I've I've heard that said before, but the thing I don't understand about that theory is when you're in the match and you're the ref and you're calling close kickouts, in that instant second when you're supposed to not count to three, in that second where you're gonna call it like a shoot and count to three, there's not enough time to figure out if he's gonna kick out or not and just keep counting. There's just not enough time. Well, there's got to be an instance where Moxley relays to, to Rick Knox how, how he's feeling after that pile driver, no? Right. Well, again, after the first pile driver and the pinfall and Rick stopped for the, for the kickout and he didn't count it, Mox said something to him right then and there. So you, you can't, they can't change the outcome of the match without going through the goddamn referee. The referee is the one that gets the signal from TK in the back to, to change the call. So if the call was changed to Mox losing, then maybe Knox forgot? Because I don't, there was I don't, no- I don't think so. Uh, Moxley's not the type of guy that's going to forget to kick out of a spot like that. He rarely ever makes a mistake like that. No, no, no. Not Mox forgot. No. Rick Knox forgot 
Well, maybe. That they, were, that, that they were gonna count the three because the finish was changed. Rick Knox was the is, is the first line of defense when it comes to changing an outcome. And so if they made the change and say, okay, we're gonna go with Mox, did the pile driver and Mox stay down for the pin, Rick stopped the count thinking that, okay, Mox was the original winner of this match. But I'm thinking that Rick forgot that they did a they did a um audible and changed it to Mox. That's why he that's why he didn't count three. And they redid the spot, then he counted to three. I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll get something from SAP uh in the next couple of days, but uh it did uh really elicit a moan and groan from the uh New York City crowd tonight because uh Moxley did not move after the first pile driver. Everybody was like, What the fuck was that? Clearly yeah. he did not move his shoulders and Rick Knox just stopped the count. So Phoenix picked him back up again, another pile driver, and this time Phoenix won. I'm not even sure if Ray Phoenix was supposed to win the championship tonight. I don't think he was. No. I, I do not think that Orange Cassidy held this title for about seven to eight years and Mox <laughs> yeah. held it for about five minutes. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think. It, it, it appears to me that Mox knew that, that he was fucked up and he yeah. was going to need some time, and he relayed that he was going to, you know, give up the title and take that time. I think Rick, I think Rick Knox forgot that. That's just what I think. I don't fucking know, but from what it looked like over here, it looked like the uh the the ending of the match was changed. And if that's the case, Rick Knox was the first to find this out. I think he forgot. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what story develops out of that. Not that we're complaining that Ray Phoenix won the international championship because that's the type of guy that should realistically be holding the international championship. And uh, yeah. I actually have said a couple of times in the past couple of weeks that I'd like to see Penta and Phoenix, you know, not necessarily disband as a tag team. I think they are a great tag team, but I think that I'm ready to see them break out on their own and, and do their own singles thing. So uh, that's looking like where we're going with that. But we got Ray Phoenix winning the international championship. Eddie Kingston wins the Ring of Honor World Championship. We'll talk about that and the tremendous match that that was with Claudio and so much more tonight, guys. Thank you for joining us. we got 1,900-plus here on a Wednesday night. We really appreciate you joining us on this Grand Slam post-show right here on OTS. Follow us on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. You guys are making this the best month for the channel on YouTube so far, maybe ever. So continue that energy, man. Love to see it. Uh, I'm on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. You guys can follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart as well on Twitter. Go follow him on YouTube. I linked his channel down below in the description towards the very top. Go check his YouTube channel out as he covers Impact every Thursday. Make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that I've uploaded on the channel, man. We were live last night with Andrew Baydala. For episode number 14 of TNT, man, another great week of great discussion. Talking about Dwayne Johnson, his return, what it means for Cody, and how Cody doesn't like what The Rock's cooking. At all. Nor should he. Because we may have uh, a change of plans come WrestleMania season. Or for the greater good of the business. And Cody got fucked over. So we talk about that on Tuesday. I was live on Monday. We're live tonight. And I uploaded an extra today in regards to the... Absolutely pathetic meeting that Vince held at Titan Tower with Ari Emanuel, Triple H, and Nick Khan, where he called Jesse. The WWE product was redundant, stagnant, and that the company had plateaued before the sale. He has some nerve. <laughs> <laughs> he has some. Oh, man. 
some nerve of all people. Him and his creative is the reason I took about a seven or eight year hiatus from WWE back in the day. Man, how are those attendance numbers, man? Yeah, they're really fucking uh, stagnant, huh? Give me a fucking break. The, the Super Cena era, I, I, I couldn't do it. Like your Roman Reigns babyface run wasn't fucking stagnant, huh? Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness, man. I wanted to vomit every fucking week. Jeez, stagnant. Okay. So go check that out. I give you every reason why it's not stagnant and plateaued. You know I did. So go check that stuff out. And Super Chats are open. We will hang out at the end of the show in what we like to call last call here in the venue. Thank you guys very much for all your support. Super Chats are open. Get them on in memberships. As always, get them on in. Always accepting VIPs right here on OTS. And also, go check out my second channel, man. We did our first Pokemon card opening, man. Some nice Pokemon cards, Silver Tempest Elite Trainer Box, man. Go check that out on my second channel. Link down below, by the way, if you guys are into that type of shit. Trying to, uh, trying to... Fucking geek. What, what, who, what? You got a problem. What? You got, you got... No, 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 no I'm what? good, man. Go ahead. No, no, no. I get, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm... <laughs> you, you, you got, you got something to say there? Nah. Nah. I'm good. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I've been to this guy's home. He's got a poster of Pikachu in his office. Why do you, why do you call them doubles when you get the same one? What if you get the same one? You just said you had three Pikachus. How's it a fucking double? Isn't it a triplet at that point? Whatever. Why I call, not just I, call I, it a duplicate? I, I, I call everything a double. It's a duplicate. If you have three, it's not a double. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this guy watched the video. He's fucking critiquing on what I call a double or a duplicate. Why are your hands so fucking hairy? What are you talking about? I'm Sicilian. Fucking, look, look like fucking Harry and the fucking Hendersons over there. Are you fucking, fucking kidding me? Packs, dude. Yeah, I'm going to find a new fucking co-host on Wednesday night, man. Who is, uh, who's, up for, uh, who's up for the role, huh? Fucking bushy-ass hands, dude. Look like the fucking thing and shit, dude. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I'm going to get a fucking Pikachu sound, sound bite for you now from now on. Every time yeah. you talk, I'm going to, Pika, Pika. I'm sitting, I'm going to launch a fucking another show just to critique your fucking stupid-ass Pokemon channel, man. Listen, man. When yeah. I met, when I pull a fucking card that's PSA 10 and $1,000, man, you're going to be fucking, uh, what are you going to do then, huh? English, dude. I speak English. Sure thing. Oh, God. English. Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, man. In New York City. We all know Tony Khan loves moments, man. Yes. We all know Tony Khan loves moments. Tony Khan gave Eddie Kingston the moment to be at least the Mad King, legitimately, of New York against Claudio Castagnoli tonight. Ring of Honor World Championship to open Grand Slam. I want to read you something, Jesse. I'm not sure if you are familiar with this. Maybe you are. Um, the reason why a lot of people are backing Eddie Kingston the way that they are and have been, and he deserves everything that he's got coming to him, and everybody loves this. There's not one fucking person. If you sit here and you have nothing, you know, but respect for Eddie Kingston, man, if you are against Eddie Kingston, I don't know what the fuck you are or who you are, really, honestly. I don't know one, one person here that doesn't like what Eddie Kingston's doing. Twitter so, is blue. Oh, I know someone who probably doesn't like it. Well, fuck that guy. Uh, but he's he's not he, here yeah, anymore. You, you look up and down Twitter, man, and he's getting. I haven't. I haven't seen this much praise and you know and high fives and 
good jobs and congratulations since probably since EO, since EO won. Yeah. Her first title. But yeah, man, it, I mean, well deserved, man. What a what a great fucking guy. And I'm so happy for Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Eddie Kingston, uh, back in November of 2020, he was about to wrestle John Moxley for the AEW championship at full gear that year. And obviously, we we all know we went through a pandemic at that point as well. Uh, Kingston was uh, speaking with the New York Post around that time, and he said that he was contemplating retirement in 2019. He said he decided against it due to wanting to make his niece and nephew proud. He said, and I quote, I believe God sent my niece and nephew to, to me to not stop wrestling because they knew good things were going to happen. Things were particularly difficult for Kingston back in March as well that year. Uh, with no independent wrestling shows taking place, he was forced to sell some of his belongings in order to make the mortgage payments on his place in Orlando. He says, I think probably another month I would have sold the house and moved back to New York City and back to my parents' place until I could get a regular job and get my own apartment. I mean, this man was about to fucking retire from the business. Then he wrestled Cody, Jesse. And after that match against Cody for the TNT Championship in July, we all, we all you know, are very fond of that moment. That was a great moment. His promo and match that night impressed AEW enough to give him a contract and has been with AEW ever since. And tonight was a culmination of basically everything that Eddie Kingston has done with AEW. It could not have happened to a better individual, could not happen to a more deserving individual. The match that he put on with Claudio tonight was physical. It was rough. It was great. New York City fucking loved every bit of it. And that man is now uh, Eddie Two Belts. This was great. Fantastic stuff, man. Shout out to Claudio. Did a good job putting this guy over, making him look fantastic out there, man. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's no one happier for Eddie Kingston than Claudio Castagnoli right now. Nobody. Good. It's really good to see, man. Great, great fucking moment, man. There was a spot in this match. We'll pick it up before we go to commercial break. There was a spot in this match, man. I I, I thought the setup for Grand Slam, the stage itself looked great. It it looked big. It looked full. It looked like it was a, a big deal, a very important show. AEW thrives when they're in front of a large audience. I'm glad that the tickets ended up selling okay for the show. They were just uh, over, I believe, 10,000. And you can thank MJF for that, for basically doing the Mets game. And he was the Mets guest uh, over the weekend. And I know he did a a bunch of media on talk shows here in New York City. So, you know, him being out there doing what he's got to do as a world champion also helped, you know, move the ticket sales for this show. And there was a spot on the ramp. The entrance ramp was really, really um, short to the ring. And it was made of like this, this hard, hard plastic. Eddie Kingston's head was dropped on this thing. And you physically saw Eddie Kingston's head bounce off the fucking entrance ramp uh, on a back suplex by Claudio. The referee in this match, I think it was Bryce Remsberg, immediately went over to Eddie to check on him to see if he was all right. So that was the first in- instance of someone's head you know, hitting uh, the mat or, in this case, the entrance ramp. And thank God Eddie Kingston was all right. Uh, So we got a commercial break right after that. Uh, Claudio was in control. He delivered a bunch of uppercuts, big TKO for a two-count on Eddie Kingston. Kingston started coming back and making a babyface comeback and in Zaguria Saito suplex. Nice little spurt of offense there by Eddie. Goes for cover, gets a two-count. And then he does the machine gun chops. Uh, Castagnoli no-sold him. Kingston just popped him in the face with a right hand instead. All right, you want to no-sell my chops? I'm going to fucking pop you right in the jaw. Claudio returned the favor with uh, a punch to the jaw of his own. Then this led to a face-off between both guys. More chops, forearms. Claudio blocked the chop, 
hit a snap lariat for a two, which basically turned Eddie inside out. Anvil elbows, Rikola bomb attempt. Kingston reversed that and got a Harun Karana pin out of it. Claudio fired up, hit a big uppercut, and the Rikola bomb for the closest near fall for Claudio in this match. Crowd was basically hanging on to every uh, near fall in this match. Claudio pulled Kingston up to his feet, fired some multiple spinning back fists, a Northern Lights bomb. Claudio kicked out, or uh, Kingston, rather. Uh, Kingston couldn't hit the power bomb the first time, so he did another back fist, connected with another power bomb, this time with a big stack pin, and that was it. I thought I thought we were going to continue for a little bit longer. Uh, so after the back fist, we got the power bomb, high stack pin, one, two, three. Eddie Kingston wins the Ring of Honor World Championship in the open of Grand Slam. And after the match was over, Claudio handed the Ring of Honor title to Eddie Kingston, shook his hand, and walked away and gave Eddie the respect that he deserved and wanted. And he relished. And I'm uh, listen, you know, we, we usually say AEW, you know, rushes to the next segment. They let this sit for a little bit, Justin. They let Eddie Kingston have his moment. You know, the, the camera stood on him. They didn't rush to the next segment. They just let it settle in. This was beautifully done, and this was possibly the best way you could open the show. Fantastic, man. You know, it, it, it's, it's a heart warmer. You know, the crowd was behind it, man. You know, Eddie deserved it. Um, and you know, Claudio had no problem, you know, doing a, doing a job for his guy. And you just love to see it, man. Everything worked in that match, man. Eddie worked hard for his spot. And to know where he came from to where he is now, you know, it it's it it, it feels good, man. Yeah. If as a wrestling as a wrestling fan, it feels good, man. You you hate to see the struggle, but you love to see the success. So um fantastic moment. Let me tell you something, man. Do not read this super chat. This guy even mentioned someone else's name. Jerry Ramey with a $100 super chat. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Love the show tonight. I'm getting over a chest infection myself. I can't think of a better way to spend the night with the OTS family, the only wrestling channel I frequent outside of BC and Brian Zane. Love <sighs> you guys. Thank you, Jerry Ramey. Shout out to BC. BC's my boy. And Brian Zane does his thing, man. Love Brian as well. Um, a good dude. Thank you, Jerry Ramey. We really appreciate your uh, your donation tonight, man. Awesome stuff, and uh, continue to get better, uh, better, man. You know, being sick uh, nowadays is no fun. So uh, I'm just getting over my uh, my uh, illness myself, and I'm still kind of recovering in some way, shape, or form. But uh, we're happy that you're here, enjoying the show, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, yes, excellent excellent start to the show. Loved it. Tony Khan did uh, a great thing here to open Dynamite Grand Slam with this Eddie Kingston win over Claudio. Excellent, excellent stuff. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. This was this was some good shit, man. I, you know, Roddy, you know, we, we praised Roddy for the last uh, several weeks here with this whole neck brace deal. Jesse saw Roddy in the United Kingdom. Selling the neck injury, and so everywhere good. he went, he was you know, he had the neck brace on. I mean, this is just uh, Roddy, you know, doing what he's got to do. Roderick Strong to the next level. He's just owning this entire storyline, man. He's doing a fantastic job. He's laying in a hospital bed, and I, I don't know why I started. I, I just started fucking laughing, man. 
Matt, Ta- <laughs> Matt, Matt, Ta- Matt Taven. Now, first of all, Roderick Strong is laid out with a neck brace in a hospital gown, laid out in the bed. He's got his eyes closed. You think he's unconscious. You think the man's fucking dying. And, and Matt Taven's over there. I mean, he's got the rosary beads wrapped around his fucking wrists, and he's praying like, like Roddy's going to fucking pass on to the next life. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, man? I mean, the man's not dying. He's got a neck injury. <laughs> Oh, God, it's so good, man. For, for anybody here that maybe missed the story, uh, we were in London, and I read into Roddy at the hotel lobby, and he was just hanging out, and the guy had the fucking neck brace on in the lobby, and he's standing there just looking around like stiff. I was behind him. Um, I just got done talking to someone else, and I said, Roddy, Roddy. He turns around. This guy, this fucking guy turns around. <laughs> I could picture yeah. him turning around too like that, like a fucking robot. He did, bro. And at first, I was just gonna say, "Hey, what's up, man? How you doing?" But then I said, "Wait, man. You told me they're gonna make you wear that fucking neck brace around London all weekend." His legit reaction, not even exaggerating it. He said, "I need this for my <laughs> neck." I'm like, "Oh, you fucking get, get the." fuck out of here oh man you got you so good you gotta love it man fucking taking what you see on television and just fucking owning it man you you just love to see it so uh he uh was sitting there was matt taven praying like this guy was fucking about to die mike bennett was there as well they read fan mail from some lady named olga who is uh praising roddy for continuing on with the neck injury so Adam Cole is walking in, and Roddy hears Adam's voice. He yells, Adam! Adam! <laughs> well, from the hospital bed, he's, like, uh, yelling Adam Cole's name, and, and Adam Cole shows up, and, and, and Roddy, he's laying there yelling Adam's name, and, and Adam Cole's like, Roddy, I'm here, I'm here, I'm, I made it. And, and Roddy's just laying there with his eyes closed. Where are you? Where are you? Uh, open your eyes. I'm right here. So uh, Adam Cole's there. You came. You really came. Cole says he wouldn't have missed it for the world. Taven and Bennett said, yeah, convenient that you just showed up and we have to leave. We have to head to Grand Slam. We're going to be the new number one contenders for the Ring of Honor tag team titles, which is an interesting development there. Uh, Roddy wished them luck. Cole says, listen, I got to leave too. I got to be there for MJF. Roddy said, well, what about me? Cole began to leave. And then Roddy said, you know what? Just go. Just go. And that's the way the, uh, the, the segment ended. And, and I love that. I started laughing again at Taz. I mean, Roddy had the uh, little mechanical bed. He was fucking raising the bed up and raising the bed down. <laughs> and, and, and it's making this, like, fucking uh, paper noise. Like, it was like a real fucking sheep-sounding bed. And Taz on commentary is like, uh, man, that's some bed he's got there. <laughs> what the fuck? Taz with the he don't he don't even give a shit. That's some bed he's got there. What the fuck is going on here? What the fuck is wrong with that bed? <laughs> oh my goodness, man! This was this was entertaining shit, man. I, I, I'm really loving this. And uh, the Kingdom says that they'll be the number one contenders for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Apparently, they are in a Fatal Four Way match on Friday. I don't know if that was taped before or after the show tonight, but it's the Hardys. The Righteous and the Best Friends, along with the Kingdom. Now, uh, I do think that the Kingdom should win that match. And apparently the winner of that match, Jesse, will get Cole and MJF at Wrestle Dream 
on October 1st. So it looks like MJF will not be defending the championship at Wrestle Dream uh, in Seattle. Good. That's, that's actually really, really good to hear. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see MJF defend that title unless it's behind a story feud with yes. a built-up match. Yes. Not just because we have a show. Doesn't mean we don't need him on the show. We need him on every guy. I need MJF on every segment. Yeah. But he should not be defending that title uh, unless it's someone who is a, a, a proven opponent and to, in the, in the storyline. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that, actually. Yeah, that was really good stuff. Excellent segment there by uh, the Kingdom and Adam Cole. Looking forward to that match. And hopefully the Kingdom do end up winning, man. I, don't, I haven't read the spoilers yet, but uh, I think that's the proper way to go. Uh, for that uh, story to <laughs> yeah. progress. You sure it's not the Hardys? I mean, that could be a... No, thank you. <laughs> okay. No, thank you. Come on now. Uh, Renee Paquette, she interviewed Christian Cage with Luchasaurus backstage about facing Sting and Darby Allen on Rampage this Friday. Christian said they are going to walk through Sting and Darby, and then he says he's bored with Darby, but he won't move on until he gets a TNT title match. Christian suggested a three-way match with him and Luchasaurus, with Sting being banned from ringside. He mistakenly called it a handicap match and then quickly corrected himself and said, oh, no, it's a, th- a triple threat match. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when, when we see you in the ring on Friday in the handicap match, oh, you want me a triple threat match? <laughs> a triple threat match? Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> he said uh, he has as much of a chance as the Yankees and Mets do of winning a championship this year. Bro, let me tell you something. Some people don't like the cheap hometown sports team heat. I love it. I love it every time. Every time. Well, I mean, fuck the New York sports teams, man. They suck. Yeah, apparently, uh, MJF is uh, not a fan of a certain baseball team in and New we York. Got, we got a problem with MJF's colors, man. Listen, uh, they actually <laughs> scared me a little bit tonight. I thought, uh, being that he wore the colors of a losing team... And he may actually end up being a loser himself. So MJF tonight proved that he's more valuable than all of the New York Mets this year. Oh, maybe, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think MJF's a Mets fan anyway. So, I, I, bro, I, I apologize. I mean, with, not everybody can be the Braves, man. I mean, give me a break. Not everybody can have an Acuna on your team. I, I mean, come make on. Sure, make, sure, make sure you tell Max that next time he sees you, man. I don't know. Hey, listen, man. The Mets are going to go through a rebuilding year next year, man. That's exciting stuff. It's really yeah. exciting stuff. I'm from Chicago. I hear about the rebuilding years quite often, bro. Uh, D King in the ch- get D King out of the chat, bro. They got 97 wins in the best team in baseball. They don't suck, bro. Give me a fucking break. Get him out of the chat, just for the sake of it. Just get him out of the chat. He Thanks. has more wins. They have more wins than anyone in baseball, and he said they suck. The Braves. Su- Give me a break, D King. I mean, you can sit there and say that you're not a fan of the Braves, but don't sit there and fucking blatantly lie in my own stream. I mean, give me a fucking break. Um, get him out. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Chaos. Get him out. Um, Christian Cage. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Loving Christian. And, um, I hope that this doesn't mean Darby's going to win the TNT title from Christian. I hope not. I would not take that title off of Christian Cage at all. It's not Christian Cage's title, bruh. Bro. Bruh. It's Christian Cage's title. Ah. I'm, what is I'm he going to do? What, what is he going to do? Have Luchasaurus lose the championship and replace Luchasaurus with Adam Copeland? I, I can't. I can't wait to see what they do with. I, I'm, t- I'm telling you, but I want to see. I want to see Christian Cage defend the title, lose, 
and then claim he can't lose the title because it's Luchasaurus's title yeah. and then keep it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm going to pop for that shit. It's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> Honestly. Probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, excellent stuff by Christian as always. Uh, he's easily one of the best parts about AEW television right now. Chris Jericho. He went one-on-one with Sammy Guevara, and the whole premise of this was they have a little bit of tension. Have a little bit of tension. Chris Jericho, you know, he had disbanded the JIS because of his possible joining of the Don Callis family, and Sammy Guevara stayed with him like a true buddy, like a true friend. So there was tension that was built over the last couple of weeks, and they formed Lysex Gods to go after the tag team titles. Apparently, they wanted to get out their frustrations, have this happen tonight, and then move on after settling their little beef to go back into the tag team division and go after the tag team titles held by FTR. So they have a one-on-one match here, and I thought this was a very good, solid, competitive match for both Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Jericho uh, has been doing excellent work as of late. Obviously, you know the match with Osprey at All In was tremendous. Uh, this was a very good match with Sammy Guevara as well. I thought that this was going to be a very straight and narrow, very linear path for these two guys, Jesse, but they chose violence at the end of this, and Sammy Guevara turns on Chris Jericho. Uh, we start with Sammy coming out wearing the same colors as Jericho did in WrestleMania 19 when he wrestled Shawn Michaels in one of the best matches in WWE history. Um, that was... Hint number one, Excalibur mentioned Shawn Michaels on commentary, not once, but twice. And I believe Sammy Guevara came out with some light-up jacket as well. He had some little lights on his leather jacket or his vest. So he was very Chris Jericho-esque tonight. Jericho came out uh, as uh, Chris Jericho. And everybody loved uh, Jericho singing Judas bell rings. And we get Shout these- out to FOMO. Yes. You see FOMO live on TV, man? I did, twice, yes. Twice, twice. I, I saw. Her. I saw her during the MJF Samoa Joe match too. She was holding up a sign that had Mario card on it. <laughs> I didn't see that part. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, she was uh, self promoting herself, which I don't blame her. I don't blame. Nice. Her. Um, yeah. The, these two uh, had a very good match. Jericho uh, shoulder checked Guevara to the mat. Guevara kipped up. Jericho slapped him. They exchanged some rapid fire strikes. Uh, Guevara got the better of Jericho. Whipped him into the ropes. Jericho tripped into the middle rope. And then ate a dropkick from Guevara. Guevara struck a pose, and Jericho joined him for the Lasex God pose. But Jericho said, you know what? Fuck this shit. We're here to wrestle. And he broke up the the Lasex God pose. So after that, uh, Guevara connected on a core screw tornillo uh, to the outside. Uh, A top rope cross body back in the ring for two. Jericho counted the go to hell into a code breaker and delivered a suplex off the apron to the floor. And we go into a commercial break. Uh, Jericho, during the break, he was all over Sammy. Sammy finally mounted a comeback here with a nice-looking Spanish fly for a two-count. Jericho fired back with some shots, laid Guevara out with multiple lariats, goes for a cover, gets a two. Then we get a corner spot where Guevara hit a code breaker And he sent Jericho to the outside. Guevara hit a moonsault off the top rope, and he briefly went for his knee. Thank God he was simply selling here. So the little hesitation as he he was selling the knee allowed Jericho to the dropkick mid 
air on a uh, springboarding Guevara. So we had a little bit of a mess up here where I think the boot of Sammy uh, very clearly missed Jericho uh, on this spot. So uh, that was the only downside of the match. Uh, and, and I felt a little uh, a little bit of the boos and the boo birds in the crowd. Yeah. I think there was a little minor uh, you fucked up chant there, which was kind of died down. Uh, but if, if, if you if you ever hear commentary say, um, oh, he didn't get all of it. Di- didn't get all of it, yeah. or glancing blow. That's commentary trying to cover up a uh, very bad looking spot because yeah. they're they're always watching the monitors and not the live action, so they yeah, see what I, we see. Yeah, I gotta I I I gotta do that for Hog too when I do the commentary for Hog. Oh, she didn't get all of it. <laughs> didn't get all of it. Uh, yeah, that means uh, that means it was bad, or, or I just don't say anything at all and I just sit there in silence and I'm like looking over at my commentary team, like really this fucking shit sucked, man. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, so that was, uh, the only downside of the match. Other than that, this was a fine match. Um, so Guevara missed a super kick here on the apron, hit the second one, followed with a big cutter off the top rope for a two. So they really came back nice from that little botch. Guevara tried again for the GTH. This time Jericho counted into the walls. Guevara was able to fight out, hit a pump knee and both fought up in the corner with Guevara hitting an avalanche cutter, which looked fantastic. Jericho's face was driven right into the mat. Jericho missed a drop kick. Guevara missed a top rope lion salt. And after a face buster, Jericho hit his lion salt for a two. Guevara then gets up, fires a pump knee, hits the GTH, goes for a shooting star press. This ending was fantastic. In the shooting star press, Jericho countered the press into a code breaker midair, which gave Jericho the win over Sammy Guevara. Great looking spot to end the match. Post-match, we got Jericho and Guevara shaking hands and hugging it out. Jericho was kissing Sammy Guevara. All looked great between these two friends. And then Guevara low-blowed Jericho in the balls. And he pie-faced Jericho down to the mat. And then out comes Don Callis. Don Callis walks to the ring. And presumably, Jesse, we have the newest member of the Don Callis family in Sammy Guevara. This was a direct throwback to HBK and Chris Jericho, where Jericho did the same thing to HBK at the end of their match at WrestleMania 19, with this time Sammy Guevara playing the role of Chris Jericho here in 2023. This was a very good match, and I love the pairing of Guevara and Don Callis, bro, because like we said in the outset, in the beginning of the show, Sammy, and I agree with you, uh, it might have been a forced babyface run that probably wouldn't have resonated truthfully with the fan base, but this heel turn is going to resonate truthfully with the fan base because, like you said, Don Callis gets nuclear heat, and Sammy is going to be a beneficiary, a beneficiary, I can't even say, beneficiary uh, to Callis uh, here, and this is going to be a tremendous pairing. I love this. Yeah, man. Let me, let me tell you guys how much heat Don Callis gets. Sammy Guevara, he kicked Jericho in the nuts when his guard was down and he wasn't expecting it, no no sportsmanship being shown there, and the crowd went nuts and booing. Yep. And Callis came out, and then the crowd really started booing. They booed louder when Callis, Callis just walked out. He didn't even do shit. Sammy kicked Jericho in the nuts, got boos, and it still wasn't bigger than the boos that Callis got just for walking out. That guy has nuclear heat. He had, you know what he's got, JD? 
He's got Dominic Mysterio heat, bro. Oh, man. Dominic Mysterio is the hottest heel in the business, pal. <laughs> wow, look at that heat. It, it, it's definitely not manufactured at all. <laughs> See, same thing. Look at that. Gave him a dick kick city. Dick kick city, bro. The crowd was like, crowd was like, boo, you suck. Callus came out. Fuck this guy. Fuck him. No, yeah. fuck this guy. Awesome heat. Love it. Don Callis. Don Callis is great television. He is. JD he is. Brian Alvarez says Adam Cole is on his way to the hospital. Uh-oh. Oh boy. I don't know what it is, man. This is That's CM Punk all over again. Oh, my goodness. That's a fracture, bro. That's a fracture. God damn it. He he definitely hurt himself, man. He he, he definitely hurt himself. He, he ran down the aisle like he was fucking, you know, trying to grab the last copy of fucking Halo off the store shelves at Target. And he jumped off the ramp and he slipped. Yeah. That's a long way down, man. I mean, it's not long, it's not a long way down, but I mean, for, for you to be running at that speed and then jumping off the ramp that way to the concrete, not really a good look there, man. I hope I hope that's not serious. I hope that he didn't break his ankle or fracture something. I hope not. No. No, that's not good at all. Look like a high ankle sprain. Well, we got a couple of weeks till uh till Wrestle Dream, so hopefully he's all right, you know. But like I said, Don Callis is great television. Love Don Callis. And, and, and unless Sap just said it on his live stream, I don't see Sap posting any damn thing about Adam Cole. Uh, well, uh, you know, Alvarez, I don't think Alvarez would put that out if it's not legit, so. Well, he said he said Sap, didn't he? No, he said Brian Alvarez. He said Alvarez, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Guevara's heel joins the Don Callis family, presumably. We'll find out, Don Callis said on Friday, because Renee tried to ask him, uh, and uh, he did not want to divulge information uh, Danny Garcia showed up and he had this nasty look aimed towards Sammy Guevara and Don Callis said, don't mind him. He's money. He's money. And then they walked away. MJF and Adam Cole, speaking of Adam Cole, they arrived in a green, beautiful sports car. Porsche. Porsche. There you go. As MJF said tonight, he will bash Samoa Joe Scullin. Joe tried to take away two precious things. The AEW world title and his brother, Adam Cole. Tonight, MJF will choke out Samoa Joe in front of his people, which he actually made good on. The last thing Joe will hear before passing out is the chance of MJF, MJF. Right as MJF was about to hit his signature catchphrase, Cole's phone started buzzing and it was Roddy. Cole took the call. MJF asked Cole if he would have his back and Cole walked off to take the call. Uh-oh. We having trouble in paradise here. I don't know. Looks like it looks like Roderick Strong may have a fucking bedmate. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah, really. In the hospital, well, I mean, it looks like it, man. That's not that's not good. This is really bad fucking timing, man. Yeah, terrible. It's like the CM Punk breaking his foot, jumping into the crowd situation all over again. Ooh. you know Phil, Phil Pepsi I, Phil, I, I, your favorite Chicagoian. You know Larry's best friend, uh, Phil. Hey, Kanye hey, West hey, is hey, my favorite Chicago. Hey, hey, <laughs> April's husband. Kanye West is my favorite Chicago. Cole Cabana's ex best friend. Cole Cabana's my favorite Chicago. And there we go. Sure. Nick Hausman's uh, number one enemy. Oh God. Yeah, I don't know. Mindy's number about, one. Mindy's number one customer. Let's talk about the people who are on the show. The man who terrified CM Punk, uh, Tony Khan. Oh God. 
Right? CM Punk, I'm sure, would terrify CM Punk, too, with his uh, shitty behavior. I don't know. Anyway. Ray Phoenix. Yeah, Ray Phoenix. I know him. Ray Phoenix. Go. We know Ray Phoenix, man. He is the new international champion. He defeated John yeah. Moxley to win the AEW International Championship. Uh, this was a fun match. Very physical match between these two, as you would expect. Between John Moxley and Ray Phoenix, especially coming from John Moxley. Both men brawled on the ramp at the start of the match. Phoenix hit a big, a big springboard kick and a diving somersault uh, off to the stage, clearing the cameraman, which was a very nice-looking spot. Uh, the bell finally sounds as Phoenix used his speed and his momentum to avoid Moxley and his uh, in-ring prowess, his brawling techniques, until Moxley had a forearm in the midair as Phoenix tried for a somersault cutter. Phoenix was uh, in a position where he bit his way out of a Kimura lock, tried to come back with some kicks, but Moxley punted him to the floor. Phoenix tried to walk the guardrail into a kick, but Moxley swept the legs out and hit a double underhook draping DDT. Both men now back inside after this nice little spot on the outside. Phoenix was able to hit a corner spinning kick and a somersault cutter. Phoenix wasted no time, hit the frog splash off the top, only got a two-count off the frog splash. Phoenix charged full head of steam at John Moxley, but right into a big King Kong lariat. Moxley wasted too much time here. This allowed this allowed Ray Phoenix to kip up and come back and drape Moxley over the barricade on the outside where he jumped off the top rope and hit an absolutely ridiculous-looking spot where he kicked Moxley in the back of the head, back of the neck, and Moxley just fucking fell to the concrete on the outside. We got a commercial break. Phoenix tried to springboard back inside. Moxley dropped him with a death rider for two. Moxley hit a gotch-style pile driver. Phoenix fought back and delivered a double stomp to John Moxley. Now, both men are on the stage. Moxley hit a curb stomp, and he absolutely obliterated Ray Phoenix with this curb stomp. And the crowd in New York, after the curb stomp, starts doing, Whoa! Start singing. Fucking New Yorkers, man. They start singing Seth Rollins' theme song, man. It's fucking ridiculous. We can't escape it. We can't escape it. Whoa! Man, did you see that fucking nursery rhyme last night, man? Did you see that shit on NXT last night? I did not even hear about what what happened. I didn't hear about a nursery rhyme. What happened? Green eggs and ham and fucking making nursery rhymes about the entire NXT women's division. Becky cut a promo using Dr. Seuss quotes? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, she tried to uh she tried to uh pull out the inner Andrew Dice Clay in her and she uh she failed miserably and she ended up with nothing but a bunch of you're bullshitting me. I swear to God, man. I swear to God. Go, go look at my Twitter wall, man. I retweeted it, and I said simply, this shit is garbage. I guess. <laughs> you see, get, no. see, see if you can play it, man. I'll play it right now. Hold on. Let me go to Twitter. I'll, I sw- I, bro, I swear to God, man. Don't even play it. Don't even play it. I want, I want to see your shocked reaction right here, man. We're going to do a live reaction to Becky Lynch right here, man. Hold on, hold on. Because we bring the fight every damn night. 
doesn't matter the name, the game is the same. Bro, I thought Vince was not in charge of Gigi Dolan, Electra Lopez, Thea Hale, Roxanne Perez. I'll be here a while and I go the extra mile. So how about we have a scrap, Ivy Nile? On the mountain to climb. Welcome to the big time. Absolutely fucking terrible, man. My God. Did you hear that? Did you guys hear that? This is Jesse's react. Look, Jesse's frozen in fucking fear right now. Look. Man, what a what a what a great way what? to start. That what man, yeah, I can't wait for all the geeks to tell me that it was a great decision to put the NXT women's title on her. I I legitimately did not believe you when you told me that Becky won the NXT women's title. I, I legit thought you were fucking ribbing me. I'm not even exaggerating. I and this is the promo that she cuts. Why is the crowd cheering her? Bro, there was what, cheering. I mean. Bro, there was a moment there where I felt like uh, they, they wanted to walk out. My God. There was a little instance in there where Becky was like, Jesus fucking Christ, can I get this shit over with already? It's almost as if she didn't want to continue the promo. How do you write something like that for somebody and allow them to go on television, national television, in front of a live studio audience, reiterating that shit? Nobody stopped her and said, uh, hey, uh, Becky, that shit sucks. Don't do that shit on live TV. No, you know it was, man. You know it was uh, it was Paul Levesque saying, you know, you know, uh, uh, Sean, she uh, she made fun of me, man. She got a problem with the way I book her, man. Bury her. My God, nobody there. What a what if the promo was worse, and this was the version that was better than the one that they nixed? I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that. I'm trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt that the one that they had before this was really bad. And this was the, the best of the worst. How did they go out? How did they let her go out and do this fucking promo? I don't know, man. All right, man. That's the NXT Women's Champion, man. She's going to bring uh, notoriety to the division, man. We're off to a fucking uh, one of the worst starts ever. Uh, Awful. I'm not yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, please, please tell me I'm doing my job incorrectly, man, when I give a, a take like, why is Becky Lynch the NXT Women's Champion, huh? Now you know why. Now you know why she shouldn't be. I have no idea why she is. Listen, um, this match uh, with these two guys here, man, um, Moxley loses the championship uh, after uh, we get... A, a gotch-style pile driver. Both men spilled to the stage. Curb stomp. This is where we stopped because I went into fucking Seth Rollins here. Uh, curb stomp. Then it was followed by another pile driver back inside. Moxley wanted an avalanche death rider. Phoenix fought out of it, hit a senton atomico. Phoenix connected with his sit-out driver. Moxley didn't kick out, but Rick Knox pulled away from making the three count because something was wrong here. Moxley looked like he was concussed. Potentially, Phoenix then proceeded to hit another sit-out driver again. This time, Knox counted three. 
and Phoenix is the new international champion. This was not the way the match was supposed to end up. I do not believe that this was the planned finish. John Moxley was absolutely going to retain the championship here. Moxley was being attended to by doctors. We never saw him again, but WrestleVotes uh, said on Twitter that he did walk out on his own, and Tony Khan, Orange Cassidy, Claudio, and Renee were all with John Moxley at his trailer uh, tonight, and it is reported that he has a concussion. Yeah, Yuta, Yuta was there, too. Yeah, Yuta, yeah. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, and seriously, I, I, I do believe that Rick stopped his count because this was not the planned finish that they walked out of Gorilla with. No. And he forgot that they checked, that they changed it. And that's why he stopped his count. Like, this wasn't the, oh, fuck, that's right. And I, I think he caught that. Like, that's right, we fucking changed. Because he's the first one to tell. He's the first one that, if, if Mox says, hey, this isn't right, I'm fucked up, we got to change it. He tells Rick, Rick tells Tony, Tony goes, okay, go for it, and then Rick fucking forgot. Yeah. Yeah, this was uh, this was a shitty situation. Hopefully Moxley is all right. That's the most important thing here. Uh, yeah. Ray Phoenix, nobody, I don't think anybody's going to complain that Ray Phoenix is the international champion. Uh, no, he, 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 he himself needs to uh, slow it down a little bit. Uh, I don't know how long he will he will remain champion with his style. He's not holding the championship for 26 or 27 title reigns. I'll tell you that right now, like Orange Cassidy did. But uh, nobody's going to complain that he is the champion. This is the type of guy you want to hold the international championship. And uh, the matches that come out of a reign, no matter how short it is with him as champion, should be tremendous. So, like I said, the most important thing is Moxley's all right. And uh, we get him back sooner rather than later. Yeah, it, it sucks to have to, you know, try to tell someone like Ray Phoenix to slow it down because then he's not Ray Phoenix anymore. I know, but you know, listen, I mean, I'm not saying that he's got to fucking uh, work uh, a Samoa Joe-like style. I'm not saying that, but, you know, I, I just read a report where um, Vikingo uh, had, uh, you know, devastated his hip at, 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 an, at an indie show not, not, not too long ago, a couple of days yeah. ago. He just worked hog. You know, he just worked low-key at the House of Glory show on Friday, and then he goes to another show after that, and he fucking decimates his hip, and now he may need surgery. He left the arena that night in a, in a wheelchair. I mean, guys like that just need to slow it down. I mean, not necessarily slow it down, but stop taking these fucking depth-defying risks. Like, why? Why? Yeah, that's a, like, we and, know and what you do, could do. We know what you could do. Like, we, we would rather you do it longer than fucking do it and wow us, and then your fucking career's ended, you know? Yeah, I mean, but even if you, you still do it, Pick and choose your spots. Yes. You're going to get hurt like that. It shouldn't be at a house show in front of 30 people. No. When you can be, I mean, not saying it's ever a good spot to get injured at, but if I'm going to get injured, I'd rather do it in front of 20,000 people rather than 50. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I understand this is a big show. You know, let's try and limit these spots and dropping people on their fucking head during these dynamite shows, man. Save, yeah, save the there. bigger shit. You know, for the spots where it matters most, not every fucking match, and save it for the bigger shows. You know, why do we have to yeah. see? Why do we have to see John Moxley concussed on a fucking random episode of Dynamite? It's kind of stupid, it really is. Yeah. Ross says those that I spoke to in AEW are optimistic. John Moxley is okay after the spot tonight. The finish was not planned. That was obvious. Clearly. Hey, maybe we get uh, maybe we get a rematch. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully, maybe, this maybe. hopefully this doesn't disrupt Tony's plans for Moxley at Wrestle Dream because I'm assuming Moxley would have been at Wrestle Dream. 
oh god, this this has to disrupt the fucking plans. Yeah. He was the he was the fucking champion. Yeah. And now he's no longer a champion. So yeah. I mean, what do you do? I don't know. Do you just in input, you know, Phoenix into Moxie's plans? I don't know. It depends on what his plans were. Yeah. But I mean, it's 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 not the worst. The worst, the worst thing right now would be trying to get that title off of Moxley if it turns out he can't go. Yeah. So they got the title off of him. They got it on Phoenix. Phoenix would do just fine. Moxley can take all the time he needs, come back and save the goddamn company again because that's what he fucking does, man. Soraya. She's with Ruby Soho. She defended the AEW Women's Championship against Tony Storm tonight. Uh, I actually, what'd you say? First match since Wembley. First match since Wembley, yes, for Soraya. Uh, she did win the championship. I did not agree with her winning the championship. I know Tony Khan's all about moments, and Soraya winning the title in London in front of her family is a moment, but she isn't really the champion that we need for this division. I'm just going to come out and flat out say it. I have no problem with Soraya. I'm glad that she's healthy. I'm glad that she's back. I enjoy her on television when she's doing something meaningful, but her as a champion at this stage of, his, uh, of her career, no. No, I'm sorry. Um, this was a fun match, Jesse. I was actually expecting this match to be a disaster, to be quite honest with you, just based off the fact that Soraya really hasn't given us much of anything lately. And it had all the bells and whistles. It had the spots where Soraya didn't really have to do much of anything. It protected Soraya. Clearly, you saw all the bells and whistles because Soraya can't go deep into a match like she used to. And, again, it makes me question why she's the champion if she can do so little. Yeah. But Tony Storm, man, um, she's easily by far and away the best thing in the division, number one right now. This gimmick is absolutely fucking working and working brilliantly for her. They had a nice little addition to her overall package. They changed her theme music tonight. They gave her the black and white entrance on television. So when you see Tony coming out on television, it's got that vintage Marilyn Monroe black and white vibe to it. I think everything right now for Tony Storm is working brilliantly. Uh, the whole character is absolutely fucking fantastic. And with her losing tonight, man, you know, I, I know she cheated Soraya to win. Maybe we get a rematch, but do you think this hinders Tony Storm and where she needs to go, man? I was hoping she'd win the championship. Does this derail her uh, in any way, shape, or form here? I don't think it derails her, but I also don't think she should be looking at being a three-time women's champion. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the bad idea was taking a title off of her to begin with. Yeah. And I remember coming here and saying I was on the fence about this Tony Storm gimmick, and, and, and I was. I wanted to see more of it. And when I said that, they have, you know, given it some more layers. They developed it a little bit more, gave it, you know, a couple of good interviews, and now this match... And, yeah, I'm 100% on board with everything Tony Storm is doing right now. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I said on Saturday when I covered Collision, Jesse wasn't with me. Um, Tony Storm, you know, it, it's amazing. We got a vignette with her and RJ City on Saturday's Collision, and it was in, I don't know, it looked like uh, some hotel room or, or wherever they were, and there was this ugly-looking lamp behind Tony, and she complained about the lamp, and she complained about a couple of other things, and, you know, she just comes off so well in this gimmick. It's almost as if she had this in the back of her mind, Jesse. Like, she was home practicing this shit for years and years and years. And when she wanted to break out a character, she already had it so well done 
that the transition to TV was going to be seamless for her, man. It's almost as if this comes second nature to her. And, you know, I, I love her accent. I've always loved her accent. I think it's absolutely one of the, the, the best things about her. The accent fits the gimmick so fucking good, man. It, it is so good. She's got her shoot thing. She's got her catchphrase. She's got her fucking little, uh, you know, her robe that she comes out in. I, I can't say enough this, great things about it. No, characters like this um, is 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 very telling of, of the individual given the performance. And to me, what, what I see when I see Tony Storm nailing a gimmick like this, I see someone who has potential in Hollywood. Yeah. I'm just be, I'm being straight up yeah. honest here. I, I see somebody with some potential um, being in front of a fucking camera and on a big screen because um, if she can make this gimmick believable and entertaining, I think she can nail that for just about any character in any role. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing, man. You know, I, I think back and I'm glad, I'm glad that AEW took a chance on her, picked her up when she was let go from WWE. I, I always think back to what could have been there. I mean, she was a shoe in bro. She had the making. shoe in Okay. She, she, yeah, basically. Yeah. She had a shoe in. I mean, realistically, Jesse, and in all honesty, she, she had everything that the WWE would want in a female, you know, great in-ring performance. She had everything great in-ring performance. She's fucking sexy. She's beautiful. She had, you know, she's blonde. I mean, holy shit. You know what that company does to blondes? I mean, she had basically everything that they could possibly ask for in a top female for that division, bro. And the only image that we remember of her on that show is fucking being cream-pied legitimately by Charlotte Flair with some fucking Titus Catering pie. And AEW picked her up, and, you know, she started off a little rocky. We got the outcasts, and now she's starting to develop her character. You know, where we say, and I said this, you know, a couple times in the past week, AEW doesn't really know how to build stars. WWE is going to make Jay Cargill into a fucking household name. Oh, a- yeah. A- AEW <laughs> is making Tony Storm into a fucking great character, possibly the best, one of the best characters in women's wrestling all year. So it does go back and forth. You know, yeah. it, it, you just see it a little bit more in WWE than you do in AEW. So I got to credit Tony and I got to credit AEW for letting her do what she wants. Sometimes, you know, we, we rag on... Tony Khan, you know, stop letting the inmates run the asylum. If Tony, if Tony Storm had this planned all along and she was given the free the, the free reign and the green light to do what you needed to do, man, she's fucking killing it. So good job on whoever. Yeah, but now you got to keep her happy because yeah. now the last thing you want is for her to get herself over with this fucking gimmick. Yeah, and then leave. And then leave and go right back. <laughs> so you, you, you don't oh, want you know, that. You know, Paul Levesque, man. You know, Triple H is watching this shit. Oh, man, I wish I had Tony Storm back. You know, uh, yo, yo, Regal, what is our contract up, man? You know anything about this broad over here, man? What's what's the status? You know, yeah. he's already on that shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 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 doing good shit, man. You 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 get you get a when you get a star like this in the making, you gotta make sure you keep them happy. You don't want them taking that stardom over to the other side. And um, I think they did just that with Jade Cargill, because yeah. I they're gonna they're gonna make Jade Cargill a mega star. I, I, I got her picked to be the, their next Charlotte Flair project. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, I'll have an extra out. I know there's reports about uh, a couple of major free agents on WWE's and McIntyre edge. Sheamus is a free agent next year. And Becky Lynch is a free agent next year, man. You might, you know, bro, uh, is it possible? We're going to see <laughs> Wednesday night. Yeah, bro. She's going to leave her husband and all of her best friends 
and come over to AEW, bruh. <laughs> Becky is going nowhere ever. Now she's gonna make uh how much is she making now, man? She'll probably make double. Maybe if Ari Emanuel says so, man. I don't I don't know. It all goes through Ari. Now. Well well, yeah, let me let me let me rephrase that and take that shit back a little bit. You know, Becky is a a, a WWE mainstay. Now if if TKL decides that she's expendable, there's nothing Vince can fucking do. Yeah. We'll see. I'll talk well, she's about not it. going anywhere. They they got they got her and the Chris Cyborg thing going on. She ain't going any fucking. Nah, way. absolutely not. Uh, like I said, bells and whistles for this match. Uh, it ended up actually being uh, pretty decently entertaining. Uh, Tony Storm, like I said, had the full black and white entrance. Uh, Soraya slapped Storm in the face multiple times right at the start of the match. Berated her, telling her that she needs Soraya. So uh, Storm fired off some shots, laid out. Ruby on the outside for good measure, who jumped onto the apron. And then she walked into a Soraya thrust kick. Uh, Tony regained control here by sweeping uh, Soraya's legs out from underneath her. Soho pulled her out and Storm uh, went underneath the ring with sh- uh, and came out with shoes and beat down Soho, uh, who clearly uh, did not wash for the shoe. So uh, the referee took one shoe away as Tony wanted to hit Soraya with the high heel. Uh, she got a two count off the high, uh, off of whatever she did on Soraya. Storm hit a draping DDT on Soraya. Uh, Soho's distraction allowed Soraya to take control during a picture-in-picture. So Soraya hits a sunset flip powerbomb, which was more Soraya doing a flip and then Tony just following because Soraya was late on the sunset flip. Uh, But Tony fired back with some shots, and then she goes to the opposite corner and pulls off the bottom turnbuckle pad and exposes the steel. Soho saw uh, Tony pull out a spray paint can, and Soho pulls this away from Tony. She threw it to Soraya, who sprayed Tony in the face with it. She hit the nightcap. Her finish, Tony kicked out. Soraya um, obviously was upset here. She looks at Tony. She couldn't bring herself to slam Tony Storm's face into the exposed turnbuckle. So Tony Storm blocked the kick, and all of a sudden laid a big kiss on Soraya's lips. Hit Storm Zero for a close two count. Uh, every geek in the IWC was jealous at this point in the match. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God, man. We got woman-on-woman action, man, like you never seen a fucking kiss before, man. Go fucking get over yourself, will you? Uh, Soraya set up in the exposed we've, corner. We've, we've seen much better from Soraya. Yes. You... S- <laughs> well, he, he, he said it. He said it. He said it. I... Jesse's opinions are not my opinions, okay? Oh, bullshit. Did you see Soraya's tweet the other day? Who? Brad Maddox. What are you bringing up Brad Maddox for, bro? I didn't say it, Brad. She said something in a tweet the other day. Like, she said she don't trust guys with cameras anymore. And then she, like, gave herself a little wink nod. I mean, she's funny. She, she's got jokes about it herself. I mean, at this point, it's nothing more than a fucking joke, man. It's all right. Uh, Soraya set up in the exposed corner. Storm charged with the sweet cheek music, but Soraya dodged and hit the nightcap out of the corner for the win, and she retains the championship. Uh, so clearly, uh, some nefarious means here, a lot of bells and whistles. I wonder if Tony gets a title match, uh, rematch. But like Jesse said, I mean, do we really want to see her win the AEW Women's Championship for the third time. I, I know the gimmick and the whole character development deserves it now because this is a better Tony Storm than that was six months ago. But I don't really want to crown anyone a third champion in this weak division. 
I just question Soraya's longevity here and how long she's built to carry this championship. I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing here. And I think they're riding on Soraya with her name value. And genuinely, uh, Jesse, I don't think she has much name value at all, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, it. the fact that she's champion and she can't work a full-time champion schedule says it all. Yeah. It, it really does. She shouldn't be champion. Um, but I, I get the spot. And, and, and like I said, when it happened, you know, I, I thought it was a fantastic moment for her. I'm happy for her. But you always got to look towards the future from things like this. And now yeah. you got to worry about how and when do you get that title off of her and who do you give it to? Right now, Tony Storm is the hot hand to give it to. Yeah. But it's kind of too soon now because you just took it off of her. You can you can steer her towards Statlander since she's not doing anything with that title. But I think that's a crime within itself. She mm. should be doing more with this Tony Storm has an interesting gimmick and and storyline, and Chris Statlander is a champion with nothing but that goddamn title. Nothing. She even ditched her alien gimmick. At least she had a gimmick then. Now she's right, just let's let's get some story there before we start moving uh, Tony over to Chris. Something you know, and I praise Britt Baker and Chris Statlander's match on on Saturday, and I thought that was a tremendous main event on. So hi Britt, how you doing? Hi Britt. Yeah. Uh, no, no. In all, in all honesty, Brett had a, a very good match with, with Chris Statlander. Uh, I, I, I even said uh, that I'd like to see a second one. So maybe they built something out of that. I, I think I think Britt deserves that. I think Chris Statlander deserves that. I think the title deserves that. Maybe yeah. they should build a story out of that. I'd like to see a second match for sure. After what we saw, I think the closing two or three minutes in that match was tremendous. Uh, Tony, I don't know where we go. Soraya, I don't know where we go. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking Soraya Mercedes for Wrestle Dream, but I don't know if Mercedes is ready to come back. There really is nobody in that division that I want to see against Soraya, Jesse. That's the fucking problem. We've seen Sheeta as champion. Nyla Rose is not there. Who else do we have? You know, that there is nobody in that division that I want to see in the ring with Soraya. They've done it all. Yeah, yeah, it, it does seem like now that she's champion, there's nothing to do but take no. us right back through the volley of women that yeah. we had, you know, when she was dealing with the you know, the outsiders, the outcast or whatever the fuck. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, at, at this point, I am, like, spinning my, my brain trying to figure out what do we do with that women's title now because clearly Soraya cannot, she cannot go at a full-time schedule. If she would, if she could, she would have. I mean, but she's not. And I don't want her to. I don't want her to fucking put herself out there trying to prove she should be champion. Her health is, come, is more important. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing you got to think about when you want to pop a rating or, you know, have a good moment, you know, things like that. Now you got to deal with the fallout. Yeah. We'll see what happens there going to Wrestle Dream. She may not even be on Wrestle Dream for all we know. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, main event time. MJF, Samoa Joe, AEW World Championship in the shadow of City Field in Queens at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Mega main event here. Very... Excited to see what these two men deliver. MJF's entrance started with a callback to the old Bret Hart New Generation WWF video package where a child and his father yell to Bret Hart, Bret! And then Bret walks down the uh, hallway and gives this, this kid his uh, signature Bret glasses. Same thing for MJF here, but MJF, no glasses, hands over his scarf. And then whispers to the kid, and then the kid looks up to his father and says, Dad, am I really adopted? So of course, MJF had to uh, give it a nice little MJF spin. 
So, uh, it's our scumbag, bro. I mean, he's our scumbag. Yeah. Uh, this was a great main event, Jesse. I was actually very curious to see how well these two would work together. Joe works a little bit more of a slower style. MJF, obviously, he's uh, leaning more into the sports entertainment uh, side of things now that he's a babyface, but obviously can still deliver a, a banger match when he wants to. Uh, but he's got the neck injury, and he's selling the neck injury. In, neck injury. He even went on uh, a bunch of you know, uh, media rounds in New York City claiming that he was injured. Now, the, the 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 dirt sheets picked up on this. I'm like, oh, shit, is MJF injured? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it's just these... MJF is just a consummate professional that he's selling the fucking kayfabe neck injury as a legitimate injury. So that's all that is. I'm glad that... He, I hope he's not hurt, but uh, well, I, I, I know that's what it probably is. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping... That I mean, he's got some just some soreness and some tightness because that's not the only time that MJS neck was mentioned. Adam Cole mentioned it a couple of times. You know, I've seen him mention that he was you know banged up from from all in and everything else. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping he's just not working banged up and that neck is not legit bothering him. I, I see, because we can't have that and then Adam Cole and now Moxley too. That we be fucked. We be fucked, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. This is, uh, I mean, he's working a little bit more now than he than he was in the beginning of the year. I mean, he's the man now. You know, he's got, he's he, he's the world champion. Punk is not there. You know, he, 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 he is the, yeah, he's he's going to be there more. Um, I don't want to see him wrestle every Wednesday, but yeah. now, you know, he, they got him dipping into the double duty realm now. He's the, he's the AW champion. He's the tag team champion, Ring of Honor tag team champions with Adam Cole. So just by default, he's going to be wrestling a little bit more. Um, but I do genuinely hope he's not banged up because, you know, with him, potentially being banged up. And like you said, Moxley concussed. And then Adam Cole in this match, f- possibly injuring himself in his ankle. I mean, that, that's, that's fucking awful for AEW, bro. I mean. Yeah, that'd be really bad. That's, that's terrible. Like, you, you, go really from, you go from having a, a complete roster to decimating your roster with three severe injuries like that. I mean, come on now. That would not be good for for no. everyone's sake. I sincerely hope that the, that the neck issue is all kayfabe. Yeah. But he is out there wearing the kinesio tape. It yep. was mentioned quite often. I think this, uh, unfortunately, I think this might be one of those issues where um, there's a little bit of truth to 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 the, to the kayfabe. And I think the little bit of truth might be he might be dealing with a little bit of soreness. I mean, mm. but we'll see. We don't mm. know. Yeah, uh, this was a great main event. Joe worked a very methodical, slow style that he usually works. MJF, like I said, you know, dabbling in more a little bit more of the sports entertainment stuff than uh, actually going out and full-blown wrestling somebody. But it fit here because of MJF's situation with the neck and, you know, his babyface run. And the match started off with the entrance, and MJF walks out. He's got the, the, the big screen with MJF and his name, and it's in Mets colors. He comes out wearing a very New York-style jacket with, you know, the New York Mets logo on it, the Buffalo Bills logo on it, the New York Giants logo on it. So he was very, uh, very dressed to uh, New York, and then his tights were the colors of of New York. You know, obviously the uh, the, the Mets colors. So um, Joe toyed with MJF briefly, and we got a little a little bit of an eye poke by MJF, and then he tried to put on a sleeper, and uh, that did not work very well for uh, MJF. Joe slammed MJF down, selling the neck, big running boot sent on. First near fall of the match for Joe. He continued to work over the neck during a commercial break. Joe went to the muscle buster right away. MJF avoided that, rolled him up for two, popped Joe in the back of the head with a kick. 
Lariat by MJF. He sold the injured neck after each one, and that allowed Joe to throw a big Lariat of his of his own to MJF for, for a close two count. So MJF had a, a, a T-shirt on underneath the vest. He had a, a New York Mets-inspired Better Than You Bay Bay shirt. Joe ripped that off. He fired up on MJF. Uh, MJF started battling back. He got a back rake on Joe, drove head, uh, drove, drove Joe headfirst into the corner 10 times doing the signature uh, against the turnbuckle. And then the turnbuckle spot with the 10 punches. Crowd loved it. He bit Joe on the 10th one. He went for the kangaroo kick. And he's still delivering the kangaroo kick. I didn't know Samoa Joe was Australian, bro. He's still delivering the kangaroo kick here in uh, New York City. Got his baby face moves, man. Mm-hmm. Love it. The kangaroo kick, man, works. No matter where you are in the, in the world, it works. MJF wanted to dive, but Joe hit a big kick through the ropes and followed with a absolutely devastating Death Valley driver, man. I know MJF can handle himself, but when, you know, we, we got injuries happening on the roster and, and you see a spot like this, Jesus Christ, man, can we can we stop this, please? Like, I get it. Everybody loves using the apron, but... You know, please pick and choose who you're going to use these spots on the apron for. I don't think MJF needs to be slammed on the fucking apron. I don't. Yeah, you know? man, it's they. They that was awful. It was it. They they are and yeah, we we get a pile driver from these guys right after we got the Mox injury and shit like that. I mean, this let's just let's let's try to. I mean, I understand they're not banned, but let's cut back on some of these spots. We got to stop dropping people on the on their fucking head. That. That that Kenny Omega Snapdragon suplex fucking drives me nuts every fucking time he does it, man. Yeah, I know. Jeez. It just comes so fucking swiftly out of nowhere. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, after that apron spot, which made me cringe, MJF back in the ring with Joe. Joe went for a cover. He kicked out. Joe then goes back to the outside, pulls the table out from underneath the ring and set it up against the barricade. And he drove MJF through the table with a urinage. Now, I asked Jesse, I texted Jesse, I'm like, bro, uh, is this match no DQ? And Jesse texts me back, no, it is not. It's not no DQ. So I'm asking myself, why did Paul Turner, the referee, allow this spot to happen and then nobody was disqualified? Like, I don't really understand that. I know I know, it's referee's discretion, but this was a regular standard championship match. We got Samoa Joe blatantly pulling out a table and slamming him through the table. Doesn't that constitute as a DQ? Well, normally, or am I losing my mind? Well, normally the things that are that are on the outside are fair game, like the the guardrail stuff. But like he pulled that. the put, table out and set it up. Yeah. He used it as a weapon. Yeah, I know. I, uh, yeah, I couldn't justify it, but it was not the biggest mistake made by a referee tonight. So. No, no. So after that, you know. Uh, after that table spot, Joe rolled him back in the ring, covers him. MJF kicks out again. So Joe goes to the outside. He exposed the concrete underneath the ring mats. Very Tommaso Ciampa, NXT black and gold-like. I love that. And then he tried to pile driver MJF, but MJF bit the knee of Samoa Joe to try and escape. MJF couldn't hit a pile driver of his own. Joe fought out of it and laid MJF out with a pile driver on the floor. This looked actually pretty safe. Uh, thank God. Doctors, Don't get me wrong. yeah, for the most part, and, and especially veterans like Joe, yeah, I mean, you'll be fine, you'll yeah. be okay, yeah, you know. But I mean, look, the more times it's done, then the more opportunity you have for something to go horribly wrong, yeah. 
But I mean, I get it, man. I mean, it, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to limit these guys from what they from what you know they can do. And a veteran like Joe, you should be 100 percent safe taking a power driver. But then who knows? We're still unsure where Moxley's injury came from. Did it come from a power driver? Did it come from that leap from the stage? We don't know for, for certain. Yeah. But after a night with injuries like this, let's just keep it on the safe side. Well, that's what I would be thinking. Yeah. So after that, doctors rushed to MJF. They were checking on his neck. Doc Sampson was out there. And a bunch of uh, medical personnel were out there. MJF was laid out, not moving. Joe took care of all of them and beat the shit out of all of them. So, again, you know, referee's just letting this one go as he's putting his hands on uh, AEW medical staff here. Rolled him back in the ring. MJF kicked out. Joe couldn't believe it. Joe was upset. Joe screamed at MJF to give up. MJF spit in his face. So, uh, we got a slap from Joe to MJF. Joe charged for a big shot here on MJF, but MJF floated over. And hit a massive sit-out powerbomb on Samoa Joe for a two-count. So, both men are trading strikes. They traded sleeper attempts. MJF hit a big mule kick and put the dynamite diamond ring on. And he looked into the camera and he shushed everybody. You don't see what I'm doing. He pulled out the dynamite diamond ring and put it on his hand. He went to use it. He went to charge Joe with it. Joe pulled the ref in front. Paul Turner saw the ring on MJF's hand, took it from MJF. This allowed Joe to kick MJF in the nuts. Joe then put the muscle buster on MJF. One, two, and MJF kicks out of the muscle buster. Jesse, you had a problem with the low blow spot. The muscle buster hitting fucking beautifully, connected beautifully, and MJF kicked out of a two on the muscle buster, man. What was wrong with that spot? Yeah, I thought that was too much. I, I I understand you want to do the near fall kickouts, and this is going beyond you know not protecting a finisher. And and from what I was to understand, the muscle buster was a pretty damn you know high impact, dangerous, and 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 match ending move. Yeah, but not only that, we got a nut shot right before it. That mean that don't do that. Don't do that spot. Give him the nut shot. Let him kick out of that. I mean, if you want to just ruin the muscle buster, let him do that. But you can't do both. I don't want the kickouts to be non-believable. You know, you can't kick him in the nuts, hit him with a chair, bash him on the table, you know, do a muscle buster twice, and then he kicks out and the crowd gets behind him. It's a little overboard. It's a little overkill. Let, let's let's keep it reasonable. Joe is a fucking killer. And if he fucking bashes you in the fucking nuts, then hits you with a muscle buster, no one is kicking out. No one. All right. So a little bit too much, but I get it. But let's 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 try to protect some of this stuff sometimes, please. After that, Joe couldn't believe it. Slapped on a sleeper hold. MJF began to fade away. Adam Cole sprinted from the back, jumps off the ramp, slips and limps to ringside. I immediately knew that something was wrong. Hopefully oh. he is all right. Uh, we will find out what happened with Adam Cole. But Adam Cole uh, brushed off the uh, limping and was in MJF's corner to cheer him on. So MJF survives the sleeper hold. Cole came out. He jumped off the stage, like I said. He's in MJF's corner. MJF managed to roll up for a two before getting a sleeper on Joe, but Joe ran into the corner. Paul Turner leaping to the floor, avoided taking a big bump from Joe into the corner, which... I'm actually glad to see, man, some of these dummy referees, they just stand there and take the fucking spot in the corner where 
Both guys are bum-rushing them, and they get squashed yeah. in the corner. At least oh, Paul Turner oh. said, holy shit, let me oh. get the fuck out of here. Like he's jumping <laughs> off the goddamn fucking Titanic. I'm getting the fuck out, and he so that was had not, a bad landing. That was nice that he had a rough landing, but he, he wasn't fucking unconscious like a dummy. Yeah, there you so, go. So um, Cole handed MJF a chain. He wrapped it around his hand, or, or uh, Joe's throat, rather, and Joe passed out. Or it looked like, not a chain, it might have been wrist tape or something like that. Um, he put Joe in a sleeper hold, and uh, nobody saw what was choking Joe out. And Joe was basically fading away, and he passed out here. And MJF retains the championship, and he made good on what he said earlier in the show. He's going to choke Joe out and retain Triple B. MJF hugged Paul Turner, and he tried to con- conceal the, the wrist tape there. And uh, Adam Cole came in and swiftly dispatched of it. And he goes to hug Adam Cole. And Samoa Joe, shockingly, stood in the ring and shook MJF's hand and showed MJF a sign of respect. So that was pretty fucking awesome right there, man. So uh, I, I, I would imagine that Samoa Joe uh, praised MJF for a, for a damn good match, damn good main event tonight. And uh, that's the way the show went off the air, man. Uh, very, very good main event. Excellent main event. And he's still the champion. Yeah, loved it, man. It was fantastic. You know, I like the... I, I I like the I like the competitive nature of Joe. Like motherfucker, we're 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 in a feud, we're in a program, and I give zero fucks about you. I'm gonna kick your ass, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. And you win. Hey, you know what? You're the better fucking man tonight. Shake your fucking hand, I'm gonna go back to business. You know what I'm saying? So I do like that. I do like that about Joe. Joe is the consummate heel but the fan favorite heel at the same fucking time because he's going to do what he says he's going to do. He's going to try to fucking kill you. And if he rolls over you and beats you, then you're garbage to him. He don't give a shit. If you beat him, all right, all right, now you earn my fucking respect. And that's, at the end of the day, that's all MJF wanted from Joe. He just wanted his fucking respect. And great fucking story. I like little little mini side story to MJF's bigger story going on with Adam Cole. I like it. Yep. I uh, I hope Adam Cole is okay if we're getting the tag team title match at Wrestle Dream. I like the fact that MJF isn't defending the championship there in a nothing match just for the sake of getting the world championship on the line. So uh, hopefully that title match does take place and we get a continuation of the story here. Samoa Joe is doing incredible work, so kudos to him. MJF continues to have a uh, unbelievable year as world champion. And we are moving on to Rampage Grand Slam. This is what's lined up for Friday. If you guys are interested in watching the show on Friday after SmackDown, Sting and Darby Allen versus Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Brian Cage on the Gates of Agony versus the Young Bucks and Adam Hangman Page for the Ring of Honor six-man tag team titles, which I don't understand because we have trios championships in AEW. Why are we defending the ROH titles on AEW television? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Orange Cassidy, Hook, and Chris Statlander versus Angela Parker, Matt Menard, and Anna Jay. The acclaimed and daddy ass, the house of ass. Defend the AEW Trios titles against Evil Uno, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. A lot of tag team matches on Grand Slam. This is Tony Khan saying, let me get everybody on the show as much as I can. The Kingdom versus the Hardys versus the Righteous versus the Best Friends. Shot at the AEW, or the Ring of Honor, rather, tag team titles at Wrestle Dream. Mike Santana will be in action. And Julia Hart will go one-on-one with Sky Blue. I may tune in just to see that. I don't think Sky Blue was one of significant match since she signed with AEW, man. I don't think the fans care. I'm not, but good point. I don't, I don't, I don't see her winning one here. It is good to see someone from the house of black back on TV. I thought they just kind of disintegrated. 
I mean, Jesus Christ, man. You have one injury and the whole crew is on the back burner now? Why do we have all tag team matches on this show? Like, what, what, like... Maybe tag team matches are coming back. I don't know. I've been saying that for weeks, but they're not really doing it. I don't know. Collision yeah, looks yeah, great. FTR, FTR is facing who? FTR on Collision is facing J.D. Drake. The other fake J.D., by the way. Just want you guys to know. And uh, Anthony Henry, the work horseman. Uh, no, the open challenge, bro. I know you're excited about these open challenges, man. Yeah, that's, that's exciting, bro. That's exciting. Ooh, Killer Kelly liked my tweet. Ooh, man. Oh, look at that. I love Killer yeah, Kelly. She's awesome. Uh, RVD will be in action. I don't know. I don't like. They're in Michigan, so we got to bring RVD out. Yeah, bring RVD out. He, he lives an hour away. Uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage versus uh, Darby Allen. Uh, Lucha, uh, basically, it's a handicap match. Luchasaurus versus Christian Cage and Darby Allen for the TNT title. It's labeled as a triple threat match, but it's not. Jay White versus Andrade El Idolo on Saturday. I may tune in just to see that. And Brian Danielson versus Ricky Sox in a Texas death match. Oh, man. Collision ain't hitting like it used to, bro. Oh, don't start with me, man. You know, we miss I, you know you, you you know who, right? I seriously think, and, and, and mark my words here, I think Collision is going to pick up significantly um, as the weather gets cold. Because you have a lot more people staying indoors when it's freezing out and it's not like a, a fucking nice Saturday night outside. Oh, so on Saturday, on Saturday, on Saturday, you're gonna see clearly. <laughs> or maybe uh, and maybe Saturday night's gonna be in the money. All I'm saying, man. All I'm saying, oh, she will be a nice little fit for that show, but she can't carry it by herself. But she doesn't need to, man. They have a lot of fucking talent. You know, it's just, it's a really, really bad spot. It's a really bad spot, man. The ratings have never been knocked out of the park over there on Saturday nights. And as good as the show might be, I'm going to admit, I don't watch them all. I mean, there's just a lot of fucking wrestling on during the week. And Saturday nights is, come on, man, that's too much. Yeah. I, I think it gets I'll, better on the weekends. I think uh, I think it's better. I think it's better during the winter, though. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I will not be live Saturday. I, I will be out of town for the night, so uh, I will not be uh, in the office. Where are you going? Uh, to an undisclosed location. Fucking undisclosed. Parts undisclosed. unknown. Parts what? unknown. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah I'll be in New York, but uh, I'm going upstate. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, guys, we appreciate you joining us, me, Jesse, on uh, Wednesday night here, man. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a little bit. I'll give you guys some Red Skies, being that uh, everybody asks, are you going to play Red Skies in the beginning of the show, man? (laughs) No. I only play it when it's a terrible show. You guys know this. Stop asking for it. Anyway, follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and Cameo. Go follow Jesse on Twitter as well, at Chi-Town Smart. Go follow his YouTube channel. I linked him in the description below at the very top. Go follow my second YouTube channel if you guys want to see some extra content, man, some geeky content. I open Pokemon cards over there now. May do some gaming over there when uh, when it calls for it. So go check that out, man. We got 5,000 or so subs on the second channel. So I really appreciate that for uh, the second channel. Um, hit that subscribe button. We're less than a thousand away from 150,000 subscribers. Awesome. Get those super chats in. Hit that thumbs up. 
Let's try for a thousand likes right here on the Grand Slam post show on OTS. Uh, Joseph Taylor, $5 super chat. JD Jesse, a ladder match you should rewatch is Christian Cage, Shelton Benjamin for the ECW title in a ladder match, TLC 2009. No. Sorry, Joseph. Joseph Taylor also says a $2 super chat. HBK versus Chris Jericho, WrestleMania 19, underrated match. I thought it was great. That whole feud was fucking great. Yeah. One of my favorite feuds of all time. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. I cringed when the crowd sang Seth's song. It's New York. What do you expect? Tony Brown with a $4.99. JD Jesse, Tony Storm gets me rock hard. Oh, my God. Hey, man. Don't let Juice hear that, bro. Drew Gilmore with a 13 months. Hey, guys, happy 13 months to me. I'll catch the review tomorrow. Grand Slam was awesome. Hope my hometown boy Moxley and Cole are okay. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Drew. Eddie Hazard with a 999. Best Dynamite card in weeks. Huge congrats to my fellow Boricua, Eddie Kingston, Hashtag you deserve it. Hopefully, Mox and Adam Cole injuries aren't too severe. Thanks for keeping the IWC honest. OTS for life. Eddie, thank you so much, brother. Always. Sap says AEW sources claim Adam Cole is at the hospital for an injury sustained at the end of Dynamite. It appeared it happened when he jumped to the ringside area and seen limping after it. So. Really? <laughs> oh, wow, man. That was a tough one to figure out. Well, some people were claiming that maybe it was a work. He's, he's, he tripped. He slipped. Some people are not very bright. What can you say? I know. Uh, Eddie, thank you so much, brother. Uh, Phil, with a 1999. The show was amazing from top to bottom. Eddie Kingston deserves that moment. I'm shocked Sammy lost. But his pairing with Don Callis is awesome. Reports are saying Mox has a concussion. And MJF is incredible. OTS for life. Thank you, Phil. Very much looking forward to Sammy and Don Callis, man. That should be uh, some nice heat on Wednesday. Absolutely, man. Beyond the script with a 499. What's up, JD and Jesse? How are you both? We're pretty good, man. That's about what Mox. Yeesh. Hope he's okay. I think Mox will be fine. I'm sure he's been through worse. Yeah, Mox is a fucking killer, man. He'll he'll be all right. He just got to take the requisite time to make sure things are healed correctly. That's it. Yeah. Also, I'll be on the script with the 199. I had a good moment. Jericho retweeted my tweet. Awesome. Yes. Tommy Brannigan with a 20 months. Grand Slam was good, JD. Can't believe I'm four months away from my golden microphone. You and Jesse are always the best. OTS for life. Thank you, Tommy. 20 months, man. That's a long time. Appreciate you. Uh, Rudy V with two months. MJF won with the power of friendship. One of the most entertaining wrestlers in the industry. Oh, he was before the babyface run. He's just having it all come together now. Yeah. Uh, Indigo with 33 months. OMG. 33 months. Wow. Hey, JD and Jesse, much respect. Third year of me being here live at Grand Slam. Out of blast. Just wanted to say hello before Rampage. Thank you, brother. Uh, a lot of people ask me, JD, how can you do a meet and greet for Grand Slam? I just wasn't interested, man. You know, I got, uh, I just got over uh, being sick. I didn't want to be around a, a large group of people. And I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it this year like I was the first couple of years, man. It was, it was new and exciting. And 
it's not new and exciting anymore. So maybe if WWE has a pay per view here, maybe we do something then. I don't know. Or if AEW wants to have a major pay per view here, maybe something then. Tenario with a five. JD, have you played the new Mortal Kombat game? No. I am more of a Street Fighter guy than I am a Mortal Kombat guy. JP5150. Mortal Kombat's the same. I'm getting, it's the same game. The Street Fighter games, the Mortal Kombat game, it's the same Why game. Why do they go back time. to call it Mortal Kombat 1? Like, what, 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 happened, to, what happened to the last installment? They, they couldn't continue the numbers uh, in numerical order after that? Wasn't it 10 last time? Uh, 11? I don't know. Something like that. What happened to Mortal Kombat 12? I don't know. It's, it's the same fucking thing. You're same basically buying the same game system. every fucking year. Just every like you time. are with Madden. You get Sub-Zero, Scorpion, a few of the other natural uh, uh, originals, and they add a few new ones. It's the same game. Oh, man. Oh, man. They got new. Uh, they got one new fatality. Yeah. Same break. Same game. Uh, JP, 5150 with 36 months. Hey, have I have ascended with a new logo showing my loyalty to the OTS family. OTS is like the X-Men. Everyone is welcome. Great show, JD and Chi-Town. Thank you, brother. You got that uh, You got that championship belt now for 36 months, man. It looks good on you. It's a pre-reboot. Fucking Pre-boot? lame. Uh, it's fucking lame. <laughs> Uh, D Bastardo, JD, I didn't go. Now I'm pissed. I like the little creative things they did throughout the show. Please, TK, focus your energy on building more dynamites. Well, I mean, if they go uh, to a 12-month pay-per-view uh, a year calendar, he's going to have to focus on more stories and more dynamites. Hopefully that's the case. But Tony Khan apparently works over 80 hours a week, Jesse. Did you see that report? No, I didn't believe it. Did you read that article I sent you about Warner Media? Yeah. Interesting stuff, man. I know. And it's only going to be nine ninety nine to buy shows now. Interesting stuff. I know. Can't wait. And yep. they're, they're looking to add another pay-per-view in December, on December 29th. Did you read that report? No, but that's the case. They really need this network deal to come through there. <laughs> I can't Oh, move. man, that's going to be all be in, spin. all out. Wrestle Dream and then a show in December, man. Holy shit. They got more money in these, first, uh, in these last four months than they did all year. Yeah. Yeah, that's, man... Kind of messed up, man. Uh, thank you, Bastardo. Jason Barker with a $5 super chat. I would just take advantage of the strike and appease the WWE fans and do the Roman Reigns vs. Rock feud. Fans have been asking for years. Cody's not going to like what The Rock is cooking. Cody is. Cody screwed. Cody, Cody is. <laughs> uh, I would do Cody versus Roman on night two and Roman versus Rock on night one. Roman versus Rock doesn't need to be for the championship. So, when do you take the title off of the Rock? At the Rumble? When do you take the title off Roman? Uh, the Rock. Yeah, Roman. At the Rumble? No, you take the title off of Roman in, in WrestleMania, night two. Against Cody. He wrestles both nights. Oh, so he beats the Rock in night one. Uh, I mean, I would have... Well, I mean... He's not losing to the fucking Rock. No, I mean, he has to... Well, why, would, why would the Rock need to win over Roman? Yeah. Yeah, no. No. Maybe so, they intertwine yeah. Cody into the Rock Roman story, man. I don't know. Clusterfuck, dude. Yeah. Uh, Michael Evans, but that's what they want, man. Business is business. They're going to put business over creative. Uh, Michael Evans uh, with a 15 months as Denise. Oh, God. I got to give him the super chat. JD, can I ask you a question, man? Can I co-host with you in a really happy 
Thank you, Michael Evans. The answer is no. Jerry Ramey, thank you for the $100 super chat, brother. Really appreciate your generosity tonight. Daniel Ship with a $10 super chat. All I can say is I hope JD has the same energy as Tony Storm hitting Ruby with bedroom slippers when he gets his revenge against Charles Mason. Also give Jesse a couple of bucks from this one. Doesn't count, man. It's got to be a bomb. Eagles a deal. Uh, seizure your property with a $5 super chat. This is BS. After taking a table spot and get his head dropped on concrete with a neck injury, how did MJF kick out? I don't know. Property. Jesse had a problem with that. We talked about it. Yeah. Uh, also with a five, he says, this is the problem with pro wrestling. These wrestlers hit these career-ending moves and they still kick out and move as if it's nothing. I mean, it's just uh, a different industry nowadays, man. What are you going to do? Have you noticed the change on Twitter? You can't see. You can't see who liked your post. I know. You you can see who likes your own post. You can't see who likes other people's posts. You have to go... So to see who likes your post, you got to click on um, view, enge- uh, view engagements and then tab over. That's Elon you for s- you, bro. You can, you can see who likes your post. You can no longer see who likes other people's posts, though. I mean, did anybody use that option anyway? Well, remember how like stuff like like Devon and stuff like JR liking shit that people are like, what the fuck? Look at they like. Man, you can't see that anymore. Oh, man, look at Mercedes liking AEW tweets. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. But you can't. Okay, so take that back. You can still go to someone's profile. I can go to, like, JR's profile, tab over, and see everything he liked. So that's still there. But I can't just click on a random tweet and then see, oh, 100 people like this tweet. Let me see who liked it. You can't do that. Oh, well, that's Elon for you, man. Changing Twitter day by day, man. I mean, it's not like it's a game, like a game breaker deal. But the thing is, why are you changing shit for no reason? You're just going to nitpick it into, into it's fucking dead. Uh, Will Chisholm with the $10 Super Chat. I hate to break this to y'all, but we know Tony keeping that title on Soraya until Mercedes Monet gets better. It's going to be Jade holding the title until Chris gets better again. Jade. What are you talking about, bro? Jade is gone. Jade is gone, bro. Jade is in WWE. She already landed at the Performance Center. Already in the PC, bro. Uh, Lucky Geo with a 499. And I saw pictures of Jade in the PC. She does not have her uh, storm-like hair either. I heard that was an old pick for her. Oh, is it? Okay, never mind. That's an old pick. Of course it is. Uh, Will Chisholm. Thank you, brother. Lucky Geo. I wish Adam Cole had the international or AEW TNT title. Also, hope AEW starts using Malachi Black like he was used in NXT. Yeah, good luck with that, bro. Buddy Murphy is too busy uh, hanging out in Australia with his fiance as they announce the WWE Super Show in Australia for next year. Did you see Did you see that, that clip of them backstage somewhere? Yeah. Rio was, I mean... She was almost unrecognizable with no makeup on. And she looks better with no makeup. Dressed down. She, she, I would say she looks better. I mean, she looks normal. She looks like a normal 
person. I mean, on TV, she looks like she's made up to, you know, she, play she, a they, they, they completely overdo her on TV. I actually, yeah, she, she I actually, I actually think she's actually, she's quite beautiful with, with no makeup, honestly. Oh, yeah. She, no, she looks, she looks good. I, I wouldn't say better. I think she makes herself look better, but it is overkill. Yeah. It, she, it is overkill, but her natural look is very, I mean, she's very pretty. Yeah. Uh, Edmund Van Buren with 12 months. Great show. Hopefully Mox is all right. Happy for Eddie. Thank you guys for a great first 12 months in the venue. Cheers to you two gentlemen. Thank you, brother. Zero Kaiba with 17 months. After attending all three Grand Slams live in person, I would say Grand Slam year one is greater than Grand Slam year three, greater than Grand Slam year two. Thoughts, JD? I think you're probably right on that, brother. Uh, there's nothing that's going to beat that first Grand Slam, man. That that Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega pop with 20,000 people before they locked up is one oh, of the greatest is. moments uh, in probably the last decade. That's epic. That Absolutely epic fucking moment. tremendous. But I don't think it takes away from tonight because tonight was just wasn't as good as that night. That's all. Yeah. But tonight was fucking great. Will Chisholm with a five. I just want to ex-booker of... I just want the ex-booker of Collision to debut on WWE Survivor Series just for the madness. We may get him. I don't know. Guess he's going to love that. He may, he may start to watch WWE again. What? Uh, you know who joining uh, over there. Oh, oh, the, the new GM? Yeah. Yeah, GM Punk, yeah. Put it like this. I will watch WWE the same then as I do right now. Which is Zero. Zero. Uh, and Cisco with a $2 Super Chat. Let Cody beat Rock and Roman in an elimination match. No. 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 Rock and Roman is going to happen. And I do think the best way to go about it is uh, night one and night two. Cody beats Roman on night two. Cody's fucked, dude. Cody Cody is is, is getting fucking R-Truth at WrestleMania, man. He's done. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> it out. They all did it on purpose, though. They, they specifically lured Cody into the WWE and gave him a title match and treated him like a bench player while they waited on Dwayne for WrestleMania 40 because they wanted the first WrestleMania under the Endeavor banner to feature The Rock. That's what they did. And, and that's exactly what I said on uh, the SmackDown post show on Saturday. So, goodbye. Anyway, guys, we're getting out of here. I uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us on this Wednesday. My great stream, fun stream tonight. I'll be back tomorrow with some extra on Thursday, and then I'll be back on Friday with the SmackDown post, as always, right here on OTS. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes right here on OTS tonight. And go check out all the other videos. Tons of content. TNT last night with my guy, Andrew Baydala, Monday Night Raw. Today's Vince McMahon video on the meeting hill at Titan Tower with Triple H, Nick Khan, and Ari Emanuel. I picked that apart. Go and check all that stuff out. And follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, and go follow Jesse as well, at Chi-Town Smart. Not today, Jay. Thank you for 12 months, brother. Happy one year, JD. Here's to many more. Thank you for being here, man, and thank you guys for being here. I will see you all tomorrow, right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.